Welcome to Queerified. I, of course, am Gigi Gorgeous. And I, of course, am Mimi. On Queerified, you'll hear from special guests in the LGBTQIA community. And some fierce allies, too. Munch, munch, crunch, crunch. I hope you're hungry. We have a great episode coming up. We're ordering all the appetizers and sharing our entrees today. Mark, can we get dessert? There's always room for dessert. Before we start this pod, please don't forget to call into the Queerified hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Maybe we'll play yours on the podcast. She is a drag queen, fierce entertainer, and star of RuPaul's Drag Race, Game Within a Game. Here is Silky Nutmeg Ganache. We are here today with the Silky Nutmeg Ganache. How are you, Silky? I'm fabulous. How are you? So good. So good. How does it feel to be in the podcast room? Oh my goodness. I'm in the podcast room with so much fabulosity. It's, you know what? This is what I've been dreaming of my whole life. To get invited to Gigi Gorgeous' house and other bitches aren't here makes me feel more exclusive and Uh more elite. I you know, love you. I, I love that. You know what? The last time you were here was my birthday, right? Oh, yes, ma'am. And we were all in the backyard. We tried to keep it outside. But of course, you and I came inside mm-hmm. and we wowed it out. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. This is a very different setting than that. But I feel like you are at home. You can come over whenever you want. I can. Absolutely. <laughs> well, the next time I come over, you you invite that food truck back because I didn't eat that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That, skinny. There was a pink food truck. Oh, what are they called? <sighs> Somebody will come in. Mama Bears or something. What? Yeah, it was like all pink. It was women by women run. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was, they do vegan too. Oh, I, I, I didn't eat any because you had a lot of men here and I was trying to be skinny. <laughs> yeah. And in case I had to have a story about, I went into Gigi Gorgeous House, y'all, one time. And I had sex in her makeup room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got a camera in there. But you know what? That's what makes it more hot. I love you. I would literally have watched that every day. Um, you know, I didn't eat at my party either, actually. I had this little pink dress on. I was running around. I took a picture with a burger. I think I had like one bite, but I didn't even Just eat Just for either. the picture. Now, I'm going to tell you Just what I did pic, eat. Yeah. The cupcakes. And oh, they yes. was damn good. Mm-hmm. Now, I did eat that. <laughs> You I know, had two of them on the way You out. know when you come to a Gigi Gorgeous party, especially a birthday, there will be food. Yes. Literally. Yes. You come to a silky party, there will be a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us one thing that happened at that party that wasn't in the party video. I was so embarrassed that I never even watched the party video. Oh, what? Really? So fun. No, because the next day I was just like, Vanjie, bitch, we got trash. It was it was you and Vanjie, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you something. We actually, right before this started recording, Silky walked up and she was like, oh my God, I am... Um uh, walking up to your house, I, I I realized that I had peed in the bush outside of your house. <laughs> I did. Oh my goodness, I, I did. We were walking out, and I, well, I didn't have time to walk inside because uh-huh. every time we went to the bathroom, it was a line. And I was like, "Girl, I ain't gonna make it, honey." And girl, let me tell you, I'm a whole woman because I had squatted with my panties down mm-hmm. like that. 
with everybody. It was very, it was like five people around. Right. And nobody saw me because I am what a lady. <laughs> and I know how to squat and pee properly. Oh my God, I love you. I said to her, I was like, she goes, I can't believe I just said that in front of you. I was like, don't worry, I've probably peed in the same bush. <laughs> Let's be real. So all all is fair. That driveway is so long, nobody will ever smell that pee. You'll be fine. Oh, it's closer to the house. That's the embarrassing part. <laughs> <laughs> I go back on the cameras. Oh, my God. Anyways, my birthday aside, literally so happy to have you here. And also, congrats on all of your wins on the All-Star 6 re- recent episode. Thank you. So major. Let's talk about it. Oh, my goodness. First of all... Let me tell you how things are so crazy. Because when I had gotten eliminated, I was so defeated. Like, mm-hmm. I was defeated just by being there because my elimination episode, I felt like I was eliminated wrongfully. You were eliminated third, right? Third. And who eliminated you? The group. The group. Group elimination. Oh, that sucks. So the group elimination. And so, you know, like, I felt, like, defeated. I felt like, oh, my goodness, the world is going to hate me. And then after the episode, people turned around and loved me. My website sold out of merchandise. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? And so, like, now we have these lip syncs. And I lip synced seven times. And so what we know of right now is I've won six. The cliffhanger is if I won that last one. Oh, my God. That is so (laughs) exciting. I was so proud to see you win all of those because I've always been a Silky fan. Like Me too. The Me jump. too. From the always, very beginning. Always. Like, I just think you are so fun. And I remember, like, not even just watching you on TV. You are such a big personality, you know? But, like, seeing you in person, getting little moments with you, like... That's one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on our podcast because like the listener out there who might not know of you like needs to know of you because you are such an infection. Like you just like get into people's souls and like I love it. Like you are just like the best. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad that I'm in your soul. <laughs> you are inside me, mother. <laughs> I think I am inside you. That's why your titties are you the real bouncy, honey. <laughs> yeah, we've yes. always loved you from the very beginning. Even... Let's talk a little bit about what happened in the earlier season. You came out of it with a little bit of hate, I would say. Or a lot. We can say a lot. A lot. Um, why do you think that was? Because me and Gigi were always like, why are people so upset by someone who is so confident, so out there, so fun? I, we didn't. We never understood that hate. It's a few things. First of all, like I wrote a tweet about being vulnerable because everybody's like they love me this season all stars because i was so vulnerable i was vulnerable on season 11 but i didn't get the chance to show you that because i didn't show you who silky was you saw silky from the lens of her editor and a producer exactly so i think that's where the hate comes from because it made me seem like i was inhuman to a certain degree i am a fat black very, 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 very femme drag queen that is eating up the competition. Mm-hmm. That is inhumane in society that someone black can dominate, that someone fat can dominate, that someone can be loud and boisterous and dominate. You know, that's not what the world want to root for. And I think that's where I got the hate. I love that. I love that so much. I love that you brought up the editing and the producing because I feel like once you are kind of thrust into the machine that is TV or is like um, 
not your Instagram account or not you, your presence on stage, you're really giving yourself to like another another monster mm-hmm. that is reality TV, especially the show that you were on. It's like your personality can be portrayed in so many ways. You know, you could be seen as, as obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You could be seen as insensitive and all these things. And it's like, I will tell you that she's not because... I know, I know where it's coming from. Even watching it on TV, like for example, mm-hmm. first time I saw, one of the first times I saw you on TV, you picked up Miley Cyrus. I did. You did. <laughs> and I saw it as, because I know Miley. I know she's a good time girl. I know she likes that stuff. I know the energy in the room was probably so exciting. So I saw it as like, yes, she did. Like, it's something that I would even personally do. So mm-hmm. like, do you remember that moment? Like what was going through your head? Let me tell you, it didn't even happen the way y'all saw it. Work. How did it happen? Miley Cyrus walks in and goes straight to that. So that that scene is the actually the first scene. Okay. So Miley Cyrus walks in and I'm just like, uh-uh, you can't get past me, bitch. Because I can see the lace on your face just clear as day. And we already knew. Wait, you said that to her? No, but this is what's going on in my mind. Uh-huh. And I was just like, my initial reaction to walk up and go like. Take that off. But I was like, oh, bitch, if you do that, they're going to say that you're transphobic if this is a trans man. Oh, God forbid. You know, I, you know, I started right. thinking about that. But I said, come on over here because we already knew the lip sync song. So I'm just like, who's going to be the special guest, you know? And I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Wait, who, what was the lip sync song? A Miley song? It was a Hannah Montana song. <laughs> I am It was dying. a Hannah Montana song? Yes. I okay, it was so Hannah Montana. So you put two and two together. Yes. I was like, oh, so uh, Hannah Montana, it got to be Miley Cyrus. Right. You yeah. know what's so funny? I thought the same thing when Lady Gaga was on the show. Mm-hmm. Just to pivot for a sec. I was like, how do these bitches not know? Lady Gaga is a queer icon. She <laughs> clearly, like, it's know. fucking Lady Gaga. They didn't know because whoever drew her eyebrows on did it with revenge <laughs> and with hate. Because them eyebrows were so black, just like a drag queen. Uh-huh. So that's what gave it away. They looking like, oh, this girl is fierce. But look at those eyebrows. Right. Because that's what I would have been thinking. But you're also not going to believe that Lady Gaga just walked into the um, workroom. Like, you're not going to believe that. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. See, there's there's that, too. I would be like, well, am I second thinking myself? So you knew that something fishy was going on with Miley. But, yeah, because Miley's there talking about, come out, let me get your microphone pack. Uh-huh. Microphone pack in the back, baby. What are you doing? Oh, she's touching your legs. And- she's <laughs> touching everything but the microphone. And I'm over here. Girl, come over here. <laughs> Excuse me, boy, come over here. But in that, in that time, I was like, "Girl, you ain't playing yeah. no fool, uh-uh. nobody, uh-uh. sus." You know, that's how I was thinking because I was like, "Now, come on, you're not gonna be this unprofessional today, and you're gonna be touching all over my body mm-hmm. and not touch the mic pad." Now, I know we just got in there. And Bit Sip got the good milk. Mm-hmm. But you ain't going to be touching all on my body like this. So I'm trying to do my makeup so I can look good. <laughs> That's what I was thinking at that time. Right. Know? Wow. Well, when you picked her up and it was such a moment, I loved it. I loved Me it too. too. But you know, that's that's the thing. That's a whole moment. How many people get to say that they picked up Miley Cyrus? And that she probably loved it. Like, she did. Of course she loved it. Yeah. like She loved it. It was one of those things that I remember seeing it and being like, you know, don't touch, don't touch her, don't pick up someone, one of those things. And I just remember thinking, like, they were having fun. And I, I if she didn't I love it, it, they would have cut it. But this exactly. is the, the thing, too, because, you know, a lot of the girls was hating. First of all, they was hating because they didn't 
get the chance to say, oh, my God, I got Miley Cyrus first. But a lot of those girls felt so entitled to be there. I have never been around a group of drag queens that just felt so entitled. Like, girl, mm. we're on RuPaul's Drag Race. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, go 1,000% every time the cameras were on. And that was my goal because, you know, that's how you re- not only remember. It's not about winning RuPaul's Drag Race. It's nope. about building a career. But in my case, I want a career of longevity because I've worked a nine to five. I've worked as a director of this and that. And I can't go back to it. But that's the shady part, though, is that they chose. They, I'm going to say they in quotations because I'm not going to name names, but they chose to portray you as annoying. There were parts in that season where you would say your line. Um, you had a, a tagline that you were saying and you were really pushing. And every time you said it, they made it sound like you were so annoying. They could have easily just not have had that in the episode. But the shade was, they yes. kept asking me to say it. Of course they did. Of, of course, course they did. Yeah. So, you know, like... The show is two hours long and they kept that in? That's insane. Like, that. that's their agenda. You can see it. There's a lot of things they could have added in, you know, to show the soft sides of me. But, you know, things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I went on season 11 wanting a career and i have that lasting career because i worked more than the winner Ooh, okay. <laughs> well i actually had to think about who won so <laughs> exactly you know so like with that that happened then now i'm on all stars and people want me even more season 11 was like a run through for me in the entertainment business because not only did I get the hate from the fans, I got the hate from agents. You know, an agent was sitting in your face and talking about nobody want to book you. You're not worthy. You know, like people actually said that to me. I got hate from club promoters trying to cancel my gig. And the the, the craziest thing about it is when you're the girl of controversy, people want to see you. So most of my gigs on season 11 were sold out. Like, mm-hmm. full meet and greet where people hate me. I remember the fans hating me. I, I'm never going to forget this lady from Pennsylvania. She had came to a Pride. It's me and a curious Chanel Davenport. Mm-hmm. Love her. I love her, too. And we're, we're in the meet and greet. And this lady is letting me have it in this meet and greet. What? Oh, I don't like you because of this that and i'm it's sitting so up disgusting. there looking at her it wasn't disgusting to me because she had 180 dollars worth of my merch in her hand <laughs> <laughs> no but it is disgusting it is disgusting it is you know and i said yes. then i'm looking at her she's reading me for feel and i'm just so flabbergasted because baby you are truly you let me have it and i didn't say a word good for you and then when she was done she said you're not going to say nothing to her? I said, get it off your chest, baby, because apparently me on the television show has affected you more than me in person. And she was like, you're the first person that have let me have it. Thank you so much for letting me get my grievances all out to you. And I'm like, uh, Miss Diane, you got $180 worth of merch, so you kind of don't and you're gonna pay for the 40 dollar meet and greet so you you up here 220 dollars in <laughs> and i'm just standing here looking at you all sweaty at this point because i'm not even looking my best i'm sweaty clearly something clicked with i will her. never yes. understand that it's so insane why do you need to tell somebody your opinions to their face why that's not their business. I think I could tell you. So it's like people, when you're out there, it's like they think that they know you. Mm-hmm. Like even through a TV show where there's a ton of people, they think that they know you. Like 
it, it's just how it is. I feel like they saw one side of you, how you were portrayed. It's like, that is silky. And maybe she's a fan of you. Maybe she thought she'd go and school you and get through to you or something like that. People, when they meet you, it's like, oh, really? Like, but how you do know, you describe her? That's the crazy thing. Like, people over the last years trying to school me. Baby, in my career path, let's just go through my resume. Let's do it. I have a bachelor's degree. Work. Oh, my God. Wait, major, in what? I didn't know that. Music and rhetoric from Wabash College, one of the last all-men institutions in the United States. Very prestigious school. Oh Amazing. I have a master's degree in organizational leadership. Ooh, could you do my closet real quick? <laughs> yes and then i would wow. even write you notes on how to keep it that way <laughs> and then i have a, um i started my phd program for global leadership oh, so word. when we Doctor. talk about my resume like that's i'm gonna go back and finish but i right now it's just not the time for me i've i've been the director of recruitment for colleges like for me personally and this is just gonna tell you like the magnitude of what I've done and what I still do. You know how many trans girls I've enrolled in college? Wow. Because I was like, Miss Dane, you got to have another path to life. Mm -hmm. You know how many gay people that ain't had, you know, nothing to go to? I was like, come on, you got to go get this education. Oh, I love that. And, you know, the fight for HIV AIDS, you know how, how much time I've poured into it. Whew. So you are literally I, a, be a beacon of hope for these trans for these, girls, and they don't even know they that don't it's even silky know that. doing it. And so when you're trying to school me, how can you school me someone that has been there and still there for the community? I have a fan right now for sale on my website for $40 that says my when I was eliminated, hashtag all black lives matter, hashtag trans lives matter. What's your website's name? SilkyGanache.com. SilkyGanache.com. $40. The proceeds to that fan is going to the House of McCoy, which is in Lawrence, Kansas, who's opening up a trans living facility for girls on the street in September and one for trans solutions in Indianapolis, Indiana, that is doing the exact same thing. So when you're trying to school me, baby, <laughs> I'm not new to the game. I'm yeah. true to this. This is what I've been doing for years, you know, and I just let them have their moments because when you first of all, RuPaul's Drag Race is um, kind of ruining humanity because so many people feel like they're just so a part of it and a part of drag. Like, you know how many times I get critiqued on makeup and I can't Ooh, believe yeah. that you use a Sharpie. And I was like, Miss Thing, what gay man in the 50s was going to a makeup counter to get pencils and, and liners? No, they wasn't. They was going to get Sharpies. Right. And truth be told, because, you know, I'm a connoisseur drag in the history because I am that girl. If you need a, a baking, uh, like a setting powder, Miss Thing, you go to, you go over to the baking hour, you get cocoa powder, baking soda. <laughs> really? And, and um, baking powder and mix that together. And that's a fierce setting powder. And for white girls, they just use baby powder. If you like for the clown white. Mm -hmm. so, I've done that before. Yeah. I have. Yeah. So I'm like, Miss Thing, you're trying to school me on something I've been doing my whole life, you know? It's just, it goes to say, it goes to show, rather, that you never really know. People mm -hmm. can judge you from what they see in a one-hour episode. Everyone's an expert on makeup, on fashion, on personalities, on she should be doing this, she shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it's just a way of life. People just feel like the audience, they can do that. But 
on the back end, they don't see everything that you've yes. done. Mm-mm. I had no, I personally am a huge fan of yours. I had no idea you had those masters and P, you're working on your PhD. That's insane to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy you just shared that. So I wanted to ask you, so you do a lot of work for for trans people because, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast. Um, this is a safe space and this is where we talk really openly about sex work and things that uh, trans girls really are forced into. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it seemed uh, years ago like a one lane, you know, one stop shop. They couldn't get a nine to five, anything like that. And we talk about how privileged and blessed we are all the time. But I just wanted to know. So what's your gender journey been like being an extra femme drag queen being thrust onto reality TV? Like, really, has there been an, a look inward with you? I look inward all the time. And I'm just going to be honest. I think with our community, one of our biggest downfalls is that we put too many labels on everything. Agreed. Mm. Like, we put so many labels that we don't even understand half of them. And so when it comes to me, I'm just silky ganache. I get asked all the time, am I trans? And I was like, some mornings I wake up and I feel that way. Right. And some more mornings I wake up and I feel extra masculine. So I'm not going to put a label on it. That's healthy. But when it comes to, like, you know, when you have a, a husband or something, I want somebody that's going to accept me for the days when I'm extra film. I'm always going to have under here. Y'all, I've been on tour. I don't go home for another week, but I ain't had my hair done like all week. So I got me a nice little ponytail right here. I got my nails. And so. And which it, match your uh, your scarf, by the way. <laughs> They're green. I peeped it. When she walked in, I was like, okay, color coordinated. And your pronouns are? All. He, she, they. What about yours? Yeah. Yeah. What are your pronouns? He or she. Okay. Got I don't it. particularly like they because with me, um, when I lived in Chicago, everyone started, you know, we're going to start using they. But I feel like in our community, we're so entitled that we forget to ask people what their pronouns are. And even though they and them are neutral as a person that has been bullied and, you know, talked about my entire life for being a bigger person as a kid i used to get called them and they because i was larger wow. so i don't like the pronoun them and they for that reason and when people it's triggering to you it's very yeah. triggering to oh me. i hate that that is the first time i've ever heard of that yeah that's disgusting it's almost like giving you like uh you're an it yes kind of thing and so like oh. i don't like it so when you know, i don't relate like, them to that at all yeah i've never heard that that's insane where did you grow up Moss Point, Mississippi, where dreams don't oh come true. Oh my God, Mississippi! And I just recently moved back there. She moved to back. Mississippi. You, you live in Mississippi. <laughs> yes, I moved back. My family was having a hard time during COVID, and my grandmother's eighty-four. She was still teaching. Wow! And she was forced to retire because Mississippi really, really never went through any of the COVID, the CDC guidelines. So, like everything was always open no mask Jesus. Like, that's been the whole and so my grandmother hasn't left the house in a year and a half basically isn't it insane we're coming up on two years yes Jesus Ooh. it's crazy like what the fuck has gone on I feel like it was just yesterday that it was like lockdown March lockdown. 2019 I'm getting anxiety right now when you say that I don't feel good <laughs> you know what I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. who are your queer icons for being so open for being so labelless and believing in that which I totally respect I'm a woman of labels 
but I feel like it is so important for me to learn. Like, who who do you look up to? As a child, I looked up to many people, some being, that's, that's the crazy part, because as a, a kid, we didn't have really that's right <laughs> gay role yeah. models not in Mississippi yeah. I was I like does she, does she know any that I don't know of because no. I need to get on um, but I looked up to um, more so than anybody Monique the comedian because Monique was skinny bitches like, you know are you very, Monique I feel like <laughs> you Monique you are I used to watch her all the time I am I'm beautiful like her I'm uh-huh. plus size all my jokes are very much the same you know you kind of like, even sound the same it, Honestly, yes, but- <laughs> you do. Yes. 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 I forget what show she was on, but I love the Parker. She did a stand up. She uh, Queens of Comedy. Yes. Yes. And I was going to be Monique for um, Snatch Game this season. That would have been a great one. Wasn't and- it? Isn't it Mo Dash Neek? Yes. Monique. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking love her. So she's one. I love, love, loved her. T.S. Madison was huge for me. Right. Like growing up, like huge. Um, and then it worked its way up to people in the ballroom scene, like MC Deborah. I love MC Deborah, like with all my heart, soul, and mind. What was it about these icons that really grabbed your attention or inspired you? As a kid, I was always told my given name is Reginald Steele. I was named after my father, and well, nowadays I'm trying to change that legally. But it's a gorgeous name, though. It, it is a gorgeous name. I love name. it. What are you going to change it to? I don't know. You don't know? I, I don't You just want to change it. <laughs> I had made a joke a couple of weeks ago with my family saying I'm going to change my name to Silky Ganache. Oh, that's And spinning. my brother was <laughs> like, why not? Yeah, why not? And I was right. like, okay, because I don't go by Reginald Steele. I don't identify with the name first to last anymore. Right. Because like, um, I just don't. It wouldn't hurt to it, just be Silky Ganache? Silky Ganache or Silky G. Middle no. name Nutmeg? Why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, um, I forgot what we were even talking about. Queer icons why? and why. Why Monique? Why why these people? Oh, how did I even get to talking about my name? So, <laughs> you can tell you something, honey. <laughs> change it to Monique. And yeah, change it, it to Monique. <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about. Okay, okay, I'll bet. The reason why I, I looked up to those people is because that's why I got on it. Mm. As a kid, I was always told because of my name, I was going to be famous. Reginald Steele. It's a strong, gorgeous name. It's a name. strong name. Reginald Steele. S-T-E-E-L-E. I got a little bit of a list. Oh, so, you know. I mean, steel. How could they yes. not? It's so strong. And Denzel so, like, Washington. Is when, I, when I was in high school, like when I ran for like campaigns for student council and beta club and all those, my campaigns were man of steel. Work. Oh, my God. You're are you Superman? Yes. Well, I'm Superwoman. Now, <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> but I always told that I was going to be I was always the entertainer in high school on to college and now I live my life as an entertainer you know and so like that's why I was talking about the name so I looked up to those particular icons because they were entertainers mm-hmm. I love the entertainment Flame Monroe like Ooh. like I love Flame Monroe I know she's a little controversial with the trans community <laughs> but in the reality of it is um, Flame is a icon because when nobody else was visible flame was on comic view you know the black community especially like in comedy world is very like homophobic transphobic oh, yeah. but flame oh, yeah. was out there doing her her thing and so like i remember as a kid like oh my god flame removed i will never ever forget where i was sitting when i saw her for the first time on comic view 
like in my life. I would is never. Is Comic View kind of like Comedy Central? It, it's Comic View was on BET, and it was like Comedy Central, but it was specifically a television show that um show comedy. Got it. So it had a time slot. It was called yes. Comedy View. Got it. It wasn't a network. It was like a show. What did you think of um? Flay Monroe's little segment on Tiffany Haddish's show. Remember, she had a special, and Flay Monroe was on it. She was, and it was Emmy nominated. I, I, those are the boundaries that I would like to break. Like she's a trans woman doing something in on, a male-dominated world. In a male-dominated world. In a white male-dominated world. Very much so, and like that's what I love so 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 much about Flame. No matter if she say he she we, and you know people get offended by that, but. I love that about Flame because Flame has always been a trailblazer. And we sometimes forget those who were trailblazers. Do people mess up in life? We do. And I feel like as the LGBT community, we have to sometimes set our trauma aside. For black people, we have trauma that is institutionalized and engraved in our DNA. We have to like sometimes put that aside and just hear a person out. Like, even going back into my journey on RuPaul's Drag Race, you may not agree with half the stuff I said or half the stuff I did because I was taunted all the time because I was a minister of music. I'm this educated person, but I was supposed to act a certain way on television. How was I supposed to act? Yeah. Because it's more ignorant for me to act like I'm better than you because I have an education instead of interact with you as oh, a person. Yeah. Oh, my you know, like, God. If there is a soundbite from this, that is it. <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah. Oh, thank you. The gay community needs to stop policing other p- gay people's behaviors oh they, don't they love the police? they do like they really can't handle when someone does something that they don't like like you can't do that actually you can do whatever you want like you can say whatever you want it's not any of your business like if someone's annoying you don't have to tell them that's like but if we gotta do that why can't we have a town hall to say what are the missions of the gay community in the in the world in the united states because the harsh reality of it is as gay people we're often said that you know, I get all the time. I can't believe that you didn't, like, when Chi-Chi Devane died, I can't believe that you didn't put a public post. Ugh. It's okay. none I'm of your business. really good friends with Chi-Chi Devane's drag mother. Okay. So instead of putting a public post, I reached out to her personal family and gave a donation. So why is that any of your business when I'm doing with my personal you know it goes back people really think that they can tell you what to do they think they know you unless it's in their face they don't think that's why people literally Mm. lose their minds from being on tv being on the internet they literally feel like they are a slave to the people telling them what to do it's like Mm. that could have drawn someone crazy i was at a gig recently and this guy was trying to hook up with me and in the midst of it before we can i gave you my number everything you want to tell me what i need to do with my career and I said, and what, you just met him. <laughs> what could you tell me to do with my career? And you don't, you ain't seen my many bank accounts. Right. And what's my first and last name legally? How about that? That's one? a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing that a lot of people do. It's like, why do you tell someone how to do their job? Exactly. The only authority you had over me was coming over and doing your job. And that was to eat my ass and talk. <laughs> right. That's the only authority. You didn't Literally, have, it's though. not your place to come tell me, Silky, you need management. Why do I need management? Because when my management screwed me over and I was always broke, where were you? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where was anybody? Nobody was there. But what I'm doing right now is working for me. So I don't care if these girls got these big names, P.E.G., Voss, Benny Daddy. 
that works for them. Right. And kudos to them. Let me tell you, those girls are not having any fun. They are dying on the inside. The anxieties they have, the the worries they have about losing their jobs, because they really think that social media is real. Like that's when your entire job and lifeline is on social media, it is not healthy. That's not real. You need a real life outside of that. But you know what's crazy? We've had all of that and all that craziness. But a reality for me is I've been canceled 38 times in the last three years. Did you count? I think it was 38. You really counted? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. 38. I, my last. Let's let's round it up to 40. Why don't we? Might as well. I'm just kidding. We're <laughs> going to throw in two extras for, you know, the way I bring in the New Year's. Uh-huh. So, you know, like, um, I've been canceled. But the thing is, every time you get canceled, more people follow you. That's the thing. People have like this personal thing against you. Yes. But all your friends going to follow me yes. and figure out what's going on for real, for real. They're going to end up liking me because mm-hmm. I'm going to post some stuff about, you know, just having fun. Right. You know, so. Why do you think we have this cancel culture? We have this cancel culture because uh, it's nothing else to do. Yep. Let me tell you, people are so bored in the world right now. Just bored. They have sat the last year and a half at home doing nothing. You know what I've done in the last year and a half? Work. Baby, I can pull out my phone right now. I've worked. And I even made over $100,000. Congrats. dragging my living Congrats. That's like, that's a blessing within itself. Absolutely. Congrats. Yes. But you know what? What I've done, I figure out plans. That's how I got that book come out. That's how I got another cookbook that's coming out. Oh, and yeah. Wrote, Anybody that doesn't know Cocktails with... Cocktails for a Queen. It's so fun. I just ordered. <laughs> <Work. and> everybody <laughs> needs that. Everyone that's into cocktails or has people coming over that like cocktails. Yeah. It's a very cute little tiny book named after drag queens, right? Yes. I named all the recipes of or my interpretation of what I think they would enjoy. So fierce. So it's so funny because I um, the Vanilla Box, which is named after Pandora Box, it has like all these milks and stuff in it because I was just like, oh, that is so you. You're so vanilla and so creamy. <laughs> yeah. And then the bitch say, I'm lactose intolerant. So that's the gag for it for me. You <laughs> know, that. like, but she was just like, I would really love this drink, but I'm lactose intolerant. So I was like, bitch, take your lactose pill and you try it. But, you know, like, that's the fun thing that I'm currently like applying to be a part of a public speakers bureau for colleges to I talk about gender and sexuality at colleges on the college level. So in the last year and a half, I've worked on doing things for longevity. The books, probably going back to school, setting up my family to make sure that my family was happy. Because, you know, that's not an easy thing. Like, again, going back to my grandmother, you know, retiring and absolutely doing nothing, sitting at home. So going from working with kids every day to sitting at home, looking at the wall and the television. So, you know, that's kind of what I've done. And unfortunately, the people in our community have spent more time looking instead of trying to become entrepreneurs. You know how it's so crazy that so many people now have businesses that hated their job and their job laid them off during COVID. And then now all of a sudden they have this skincare line or this this hair care line. You know how many like businesses have popped up just with that alone? And I see them on TikTok all the time and i was like let me order a little something i have something i'm gonna send you one mimi give me your address i'll send you one as well (laughs) okay in two weeks i am launching the silky ganache self-care box work and i felt like through all the stresses that i've been through and all the craziness i've been through in the world and 
you know, this is a little bit of a little shade because, you know, Coco Montrese and Jasmine Masters say I'm one of the, the best smelling big girls they've ever seen and uh-huh. all of that. And it's because I love baths and I love showers. Who doesn't? So A lot of people, actually. I, I know. That should. <laughs> I love. So I'm coming out with the Silky Ganache self-care kit. And it, it's going to include, it's going to be $75, so get your money together because, baby, it costs me a heavy coin to produce it because I do everything independently. Because people don't give me, my, they won't get my black ass opportunity. Don't worry about it, sis. I'm going to figure out how to do it on yes, my own. So That's I, the energy we need. Yeah, so it's going to come up with a body wash that's um, chocolate and peppermint. And then a sugar scrub, which is brown sugar, nutmeg. It's all natural, organic. Of course, shit. you got to throw nutmeg in there. <laughs> yes. And sugar, nutmeg, and vanilla, tobacco. And then it comes with a body butter. Oh, I can't wait to get and my so hands on this. I'm going to send it to you. Thank you. I really appreciate um, it. I feel like I just love a luxurious moment. And I'm a self-care mm-hmm. goddess. I just love anything that I can indulge in. And I'm going to add chocolate to it, too, because you deserve... A little treat. You deserve to treat yourself. People like don't like to eat chocolate, or but sometimes you know what. And I've been on diets, but every now and then you have to like treat yourself. And so with that box, I want you to treat yourself completely. Love it from the inside and out. With everything that's gone on, you know the ups and downs of fucking reality TV. What's been the best part? I think the best part is meeting people that. It's just way too close to your life. Meaning, like, it's so amazing that me, a little boy in Mississippi, can now be on recognized internationally and do the things that I've done. And then I have, like, another little fat kid from Mississippi reach out. Like, I see myself doing this, that, and the other now. Yes. I didn't have that growing up. Yep. And I'm just 30 years old. Yep. I didn't have anybody... That was close to me. I didn't feel comfortable coming out. I went to college. But we have like these people that are so close. And I think that's the best part. I remember going to drag con and this lady was just like, she's in tears. And it's like, girl, stop crying, honey. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I'm a little heartless sometimes, you know. But not really. But, you know, I'm like, girl, come on. Right. I'm the, I'm the pep talker. Uh-huh. So I'm like, what's wrong? And she was just like, you had inspired me to go back to school. I'm 40 years old and I'm in school and I am making all A's. Wow. And she's like, I've even prioritized my life to where I can only be at DragCon to 3 p.m. because I need to go study for my final. Good for her. And so I'm like, you just watching me on TV. Uh huh. A fat bitch just on there cutting up, having a good time. You are just so visible. People love it. Like you're Mm -hmm. inspiring. And at the end of the day, know that you're saving lives. I know you do, but I know hearing it from other people helps. You really are. Yeah. Like that kid coming up to you, like, you know, if you weren't visible, if you weren't on TV, God knows what would have happened to that little boy, Mm -hmm. you know? And those are only the ones that can meet you. There are so many people out there that will never meet you that you've changed their lives. So that's also amazing. Oh my goodness. The the messages I get like on Instagram, I read all my messages. So that's how I know I get a lot of hate because I read them oh all. Oh my God, you do. Because I remember on your season, I would message you and I'd be like, 
you keep going, like, don't, don't think about this. And I would always like send hearts and you never wrote back, but you would always like them. <laughs> and I was like, she got, she got the message. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I got but to you were always, right you were always yeah, liking what the them. Fuck <laughs> you read them, but you don't write back. I'm just kidding. There are so many. I of like course. To, like, just to let you know that I, I'm, I'm watching you and I, I, I'm Maybe here with you. fairy dust hearts. And sometimes, you know, I try to do like the little hearts back or, you know, but you know, like I, it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. And I didn't, I wasn't looking for a message back. I just needed, I wanted to give you my message because it was really rough at some point. Well, you know, me liking it, it's my thank you. Mm-hmm. you of know, course. Like, of course. Thank yous. And, I, you know, I really appreciate that too. And sometimes when I was going through season 11, it was nothing I can say back. And, you know, I've been talking to this guy and we've had a rough time in the last, you know, a few weeks since I got eliminated because. Wait, why? I, I have a thing when, um, I'm going through a rough time or I'm going through a personal thing. I always put myself into work. Same. I don't necessarily text back. First of all, I'm Southern. So this is, this is the guy that you are romantically involved with, it sounds like? We was trying to get things off That's the a ground. Yes. And then you ghosted him? I, it's not like I ghosted him. You were overwhelmed. I was very overwhelmed. And... I guess, well, you know what? Now that you said it like that, mm. I did ghost him. <laughs> <laughs> we have a confession. This is what Queer Fight is for. But I didn't ghost him in a way. I didn't, I didn't, my intentions were not to ghost him or not to respond. But I guess my family know when I'm going through things or my mom, like, Mother's and if intuition. I don't respond, mm-hmm. they're always sending me positive messages knowing that, like, because I'm going to read them. And I may not respond, especially with text messages, but I'm very much so like a FaceTime person. My family knows if I'm going through something, they would go like on now Facebook thing. You can add like 20 people on Facebook Messenger now. On I haven't video been on chat. Facebook Messenger in probably like four years. Girl, let me tell you. I don't you, know why. I just haven't. That was the fun fun during COVID, you know? <laughs> but you know, like I get on Facebook Messenger and they will all call me and uplift yeah, me. Good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't have the words to say things. And I guess I did ghost him and I had the courage today after talking to my therapist to actually respond to him and just to say, I'm sorry. And now that he's kind of understanding, because he went on like I was on, I don't have anything against him or anything. I was just going through a lot. And I guess that's something I need to tell someone like that's going to be a potential partner that when I'm stressed out in the world, I kind of shut down to the world. Yeah, relatable. And I post for work. I post for work and I, I do my work extra hard and I, I go in to find things and maybe I should have told him. I just needed you to know that I needed to feel from you that I'm here. I'm always going to be here. I'm going to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're in the same city where I can just look at you in your eyes and just, you can, you know, feel, feel my Feel it heart. and know it. Yeah. But you know, that's what happened. And, um, I don't know. It is what it is. I used to have so many anxieties also about not replying to text messages, um, not returning phone calls. And I've just let that go. Listen, if I'm not returning your calls, I'm probably overwhelmed. I'm probably really busy. It has nothing to do with you. And get over it. It's like, it's no big deal. Uh, this is what I, I think what he's going to get over it because now he's asking me to talk to him. Who's just like, just talk to me. Have and you guys it, said that you love each other? No, I don't love him like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Has he told you? No. We, oh, okay. Oh, my not, God. like, dated. Me like, wanting this to be, like, a, a moment. 
No, it's hard because <laughs> it's hard like for me because wait, these questions that were clearly. these questions that we're asking, I think this is a good time to bring in a game that me and Gigi want to play with you. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my god, please. I love we're, a game. We're kind of going into it. We, thought we were going into it. So let's just make the game now. Um, this game is called Queer for All. And this is a game where we ask each other anything. The rules are that you can ask anyone anything and they must answer any query. And then they have to they have a turn to ask anyone any query about anything. If you refuse to answer the query, the game is over. I'll go first. Silky. Yes. Uh, who's your favorite drag queen? Silky. <laughs> no, other than you. Ooh. I've never even wondered that. <laughs> well, that's what the game is for. <laughs> My favorite drag queen would have to be um, Sizzle and Sandra Royale, who's a trans woman. My drag auntie that lives in Indianapolis. She's sickening. Gotta look um, her up. She's has she is the body and she's plus size. Fuck yeah, still the body and still get naked because her body is right. She uh, she's probably my favorite because she's entertaining, and not only that she's entertaining. Um, she stayed with the times because she's a little older. Got and, it. You know, drag queens. You know, shout out to her. <laughs> okay, your okay, turn. Your turn. Gigi. Yes. If you could set me up on a blind date, would you? And who would it be with? And will you do it? I would do it for sure. I would set you up. Would I have to say who? Who with? No, don't tell me. Okay. I think you should set it up though. I would love to. It's been a minute since I've done so. You know, I set my my best friend up like six years ago and now she's married with a kid with a guy. Who? Really? Uh-huh. Simha? Simha. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My turn. Oh my goodness. Mimi, what is your biggest pet peeve about me? Oh my God. <laughs> Why did you... I have the questions about me is not part of the question. <laughs> well, I just wanted to know because I she made it personal. So why okay. don't we all make it personal? Pet peeve, pet peeve. Wait, do I even have any pet peeves of Gigi? Like a real, a real one. A real one? Oh yeah, like not like you know when you go on a job interview, you're like, what's your what's your biggest downfall? I'm too much of a perfectionist. No, like okay. real. Wait. These people gonna say Silky and came in here and started some shit on uh-uh, this podcast. Never, no, Jesus, I mean, what is never this? Hurt my feelings. Oh my god, no! I know your feelings would never be hurt, but I'm gonna be. My feelings will be hurt. No, I'm kidding. My biggest, right? <laughs> my biggest pet peeve is probably be- sometimes you're always late. <laughs> <gasps> really? Oh, I pride myself on my time management. It's not when you're late for me. It's when I'm with you and you make us late. And I'm like, let's go. Let's like, I know when we're meeting, it's fine. You can be as late as you want. You know, I don't care. But if I'm late, it gives me anxiety. But that's all. You know, it's weird. Whenever it's a work obligation, I'm always really on time. But when it's like, let's go to a Broadway play. Let's go to a movie. (laughs) I just assume everything will wait. So I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry. We have tickets. We'll make it. A Broadway play. (laughs) Something silly. Like a Broadway play will wait. Now that's how you do an insurance, baby. (laughs) Now I have to go on a Broadway play with you. Because we don't just just be sitting and drinking. I'm not getting paid. It's not work. It's fine. They'll just wait. But it's not that way. I love that. It's it's in myself. If I'm not getting paid, it's not work. It's just my my time. time. Right. Okay. My question is for Silky. What would you do if you won $1 million? I love that one. If I won $1 million... I would take $500,000 and build a family compound in Mississippi. Oh, my God. That will take you so far in Mississippi. 
it would take you very far for five hundred thousand dollars, and I would build a family compound because I look like it. Um, so many different cultures do it, like Filipino culture, mainly Filipino culture that I know of, and like with black people, you know, we don't get along. But if there's a main house and other little mini houses around. Everybody can still stay there. And when they get mad at each other, they can go to their own house. Mm -hmm. And I kind of love that because um, they give like more family community. So I'll do that with the other the 500000 The other $500,000, I'm probably going to invest it. Let me tell you That's something. Cute. To be honest, like being black and growing up, my family taught me a lot about saving money and about the world. Because I didn't come from like a poor family, but I didn't come from a rich family. But my family didn't teach me about the level that I'm on now. And now I'm trying to figure it out. How do I do this? And how do I still be financially, you know, stable and, you know, economically friendly with my money? And how can I go to another level? So if I had $500,000, I would probably buy some type of random business that's going to keep me money in the long run. I love that. I mean, you're an organizational phd or almost. Mm -hmm. Might as well organize your money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Organize your winnings. I organize my winnings. So that's what I would do with the money, honey. I, I need my I need my money. Mm -hmm. And I, I need more money because I, I'm i trying to find me a husband <laughs> that's well, a millionaire. I have a, I have a good I have a good someone in the back of my mind. <laughs> you think they would like me, though? Because you I know, don't know man, if it's necessarily that person. But I and now you're on my radar. I didn't know that that's what we were going to do today. So I'm going to have to think on it. I love it because you know why? I have come to the conclusion that being fat, black, extra film, and a drag queen, that not, a lot of men are not going to accept me. But the few that okay. are out there that's going to love me, mm. it's really going to get a treat. It is that part right yep. there. That is so fierce to me because we all kind of feel yep, that way. We do. You know, we all put limitations on ourselves. We're all like, this is me. This is, these are my labels. Ultimately, we talked about mm -hmm. not having labels, but these are my labels. And if someone's going to love me, they're going to love me for that. So it weeds out all of the negativity. And I think that everyone needs to hear that right there. Yes. And I'm going to send you over too. I'm going to text you over. The things I'm looking for in a man. Okay, perfect. Just hammer text me. I don't even care. Even if it's in the middle of the night. No, no, I, no. No, I really? really. I have it in my phone right now. I want to make this work. On notes. Copy and paste it to me. Send I'm it over. I'm going to send it over you to you. You can airdrop it to me later. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll make a note of that. We'll figure that out. But for now, will you stay with us and answer a couple of queries from our fans, from our listeners? Absolutely. Yay. Welcome back to the pod. We are here with Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganache. That was such a fun listen. I cannot wait to hear what knowledge you spew onto our callers. So if you guys don't know, we have a hotline here at Queerified. You can dial in at one eight four four queries which is Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. You can ask us absolutely anything, which you'll hear right now. And we are going to take your calls right now with Silky. Ready? Yes. Okay. Here's our first one. Okay. I finally thought about a question. So I'm going to read you this. Uh, my name is Nicole. I live in Sacramento. I'm 21. And lately I've had like my TikTok kind of blow up in a few videos and I'm really new to like hate. I mean, it's not something new that I haven't dealt with before. And, you know, I have my own process of dealing with it. But I wanted to know what's your personal way of dealing with people and their ignorance? 
or I guess just people like being really mean, like how do you deal with that? And if you have any tips, I guess, I don't know, this is so weird. I don't like ever leave voicemails, but um, yeah, I guess I just wanted to get my opinion from you on that. So um, much love to you, Gigi and Mimi, and I hope you both have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for your question. That's a really great question. One that we probably answered a lot already in this podcast, but we will answer it every podcast if you want us to. I'll go first and then you guys can go next. Honestly, the best way to deal with hate online in real life is just understanding that it's none of your business. Like what what other people's opinions are about you has nothing to do with you. It doesn't matter. It's just an opinion. And it really like, if anybody's really telling you how they really feel about you to your face and it's painful the way silky talked about it today that is not normal behavior it's not normal behavior so you have to understand that that person is abnormal like it's not cool it's not normal everyday normal people do not do that so just know that you're dealing with unhinged abnormal people and that they don't matter but that's how I deal with it. How about you guys? Well, I would say um, now that I've you know graduated from the school of hate, uh, <laughs> first block them because I, I read everything because I want to know because sometimes what we perceive as hate could be a truth that we needed to hear. Like um, mm. I know a, one of my all star sisters uh, truly do not care for me, and she had read me up to fifth and. I had to listen to her and I didn't have to. I could have just easily blocked her, which I do most of the people. But I had to listen to her because I needed to know a little truth about myself. What the people that would get angry with me would really say or what they're really thinking about me. So listen to it and, you know, just slightly just to um, build yourself up to another level. But you have to remember that they ain't shit. They ain't nobody. They they came to you for the entertainment. So uh, if they didn't want you for the entertainment, they would have not come. But this is one thing that most people would probably disagree with me on. And what I'm about to say, Miss Dane, you should do. Make one person your example. Let them know that you're still crazy. And that if you <laughs> come for me, I'm still going to let you have it. And I'm going to let you have it fiercely. For example... This past weekend, I went to uh, Las Vegas. I worked there all weekend, and I went to Piranha Nightclub just to have a good time. Love that nightclub. I love that nightclub, too. I've been once. It was a night to remember. Oh, I had a (laughs) night to remember, too. And we went outside, and this one dude, like, interjecting our conversation and told us that we was wrong about something. Okay. And I'm like, "Uh, first of all, who are you? Why are you, like, here? And... So he went off and went on like a whole little Karen rant. And after he goes on his Karen rant, he pulls out his phone and started to record. Oh. So most people would just walk away because they don't want to be recorded. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was already a little cocktail, and you was going to be made the example of for every bitch that came back oh in case this God. video was supposed to. I'm scared. So you Karen-ass bitch, <laughs> you done said what you wanted to say, and now you want to hold me hostage Silky. against your phone. <laughs> and so I let him have it I'm for a whole die. 15 minutes. The security uh, piranha came outside, and they were trying to get me together. And I was just like, so you're going to let that Karen-ass bitch go over there and roll his neck and record me still? Mm-hmm. You're not going to say anything? And it was just like, well, you're the one that's screaming. Oh, so now you're going to be a racist-ass bitch because oh. that means that you're saying what he's doing is I okay. I and hate because that. I'm loud mm-hmm. and defending myself, I am in the wrong. So, you know, I let everybody have it. Good. So, you know, every now and then, 
made them the example. And I made him the example because he blocked me on Instagram. Right. But made a post about me. It's a really good example, Silky. Yes. It is. He made the, you know what? I let you have it. I slept. I had a good night's sleep. I'm not losing sleep over it. No. Just like you let me have it, I'll let you have it. I let him have it. Exactly. I went to my brunch the next morning and my patrons that tipped me and, you know, like knew who that person was was just like, well, this is the post that he made about you. Really? This is why I don't support Silky. She's an awful trash queen. This, that, and the other. She let me have it. But guess what? You blocked me and posted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't care Mm -hmm. because you are affected. I'm at brunch making my money. I don't let the night before go. Right. You was the example. And I let you be the example. And I didn't even have to advertise the example. You showed the world yourself the example. So sometimes you got to let a whole habit. <laughs> uh-huh. And you have to say it like I that. Let that. a whole habit. And then you go on with your life knowing that you did it. You know, for the culture. (laughs) (laughs) If that's how you want the community, for the community, (laughs) for the community, it was a favor, really. (laughs) It really was. We had to let everybody know. Gigi, how do you deal with hate? So I get asked this all the time. Give us an answer that we've never heard of. We've never heard yet. Well, child, she don't get hate. Look how gorgeous she (laughs) is. Oh, girl, relax. Yes, I do. It is honestly, it's all about really like dealing with it yourself because what you see, it's so easy to just be like it doesn't affect me it's whatever it's like it's put on to you once you read something and especially if it stings that day we all know that feeling we all know being very insecure having a down moment reading something and it's stinging being like oh fuck that bitch got me that's true it sucks you know that's not a cute feeling but i would say if, if you're going through it if you're new to this like you say you are you know Just let yourself ride the wave. If you're going through it, it's okay to not be, fuck that, fuck that, that bitch is weak, whatever. Like, you can let yourself ride it out. You just have to have a comeback strategy. You have to have a, you got to have a- True let me let me count my blessings. Let me read a few good comments. I bet you there's a lot of good comments. Exactly. There, there usually are. It's usually like an 80-20 or 90-10 ratio. It's all usually good. And one bad thing can really strike you bad. And there's nothing wrong with you if it does. I just think that it's really important to have a bounce back strategy because you can't stay in that. It's unhealthy. And if you do stay in that for too long, I feel like maybe that is just maybe the wrong little move for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should just turn off the comments. Honestly, I think it's not a bad thing. It's not a sign of weakness. It is your life and social media is not everything. So if your TikTok is popping off, great for you, but also you have to stay healthy. You know, one of the things that I've done also this year, just speaking on it, is appreciation posts to my fans. Cute. So like the kind messages that I get, I try to put post 10 of them you know that's so cute like um just to let them know that i'm reading the messages now i may not respond to all of them but i I do read them and thank you for sending me the kind words right because you know what i used to get that all the time you respond so much to the hate but you never respond to the people that love you and the the people that love you is greater and you know that has a truth to it so like baby good tip put some of your energy in a you know appreciation but then Bitch, it's just TikTok. <laughs> Keep putting that stupid hey, stuff out there, that's girl. That's a big deal. I feel like that's it. She clearly talks about it like it was a big deal. That's yeah. cute. I, I think, I right. think it's cute. <laughs> it, it, but it's TikTok. My TikTok has blown up. You know why? Why? Because I post old, dumb videos of me. Right, but that's fun. That's the <laughs> You're fun keeping part it of it. Fun, so, yeah. girl, 
at, at, sum it all up from all three of us. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Exactly. This joy that you have, the world didn't give it to you, and they can't take it away. That's Hello. what the black church would tell you, honey. So I'm just giving you a little word. <laughs> <laughs> Should we answer one more? Let's do it. Hi, this is Gabe, um, also known as Dreamy Newby on Instagram. And I have seven questions for you guys. So here it goes. Are you planning to have kids in the future? What do you like doing in your spare time? What is your most embarrassing moment? Will you make music in the future? Have you ever met Addison Ray? Have you ever met the D'Amelios? And do you know who Elle is? That's it. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. Yes, I've met the D'Amelios. No, I've never met Addison Ray. <laughs> I think that's all I remember. Are you planning to have kids in the race. future? Do you? Oh, uh, yes. We're planning to have kids in the future. Sickening. What do you like to do in your spare time? I like to wear sweatpants, no makeup, put my hair up, and hang with my husband. And what is your most embarrassing moment? Ooh, I mean, today or... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably something to do with tripping or falling or dropping something. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay, I'll answer my rapid qu- my rapid answers before Silky goes, and Silky can go last. Okay. Am I planning to have kids in the future? Never. What do you like to do in your splits? That's a lie. Yes, you no, will. Never. I don't. I'm too. I, I like my own time and my own money. It's too much. I don't want to. Um, but if you want me to have kids, we, we can talk about it. He will. You will. You will. <laughs> Everyone listening at home, the listener in your ear, he will. What do you like doing in your spare time playing tennis? What is your most embarrassing moment? I was just thinking about this. Missing calls at work. Like sometimes I'll have a call. Mi- I'll, I'll have a call set up, and I'll just totally forget. And then like my the client will be waiting on the other side. It's horrifying. Um, will you make music in the future? No, I don't know who Addison Ray is. I've never met the D'Amelios, but the D'Amelios actually have a podcast on our podcast network. Yeah, shout out Ramble. If- <laughs> shout out Ramble. Yes, and I think their dad's name is also Mark. So sometimes their emails get crossed. And he- one time he got a queerified email, and he was like, "I don't think this is for me." But no, I've never met the D'Amelios. He loved it. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Um, Silky, do you remember the questions? Yeah. I want two girls. Cute. And I want to raise them to be... Twins? Two. They could be twins. And I want to raise them to be Miss USA and Miss America. Amazing. Do you have baby names yet? Regine and Reggie. Amazing! Uh, <laughs> R&R. And you have a Rolls Royce in the driveway. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be a soccer mom. Love that. But we're going to ride a home. You're going to wear Reebok. Exactly. <laughs> That's everything R. <laughs> That's everything I ever want. In my spare time, I love hosting dinner parties. Cute. I love to cook. Oh, that's cute. I love like little small party foods and everything. My most embarrassing moment... Um, Child, my life is an embarrassment. I, <laughs> I mean, who isn't really, though? Right. We've had, there's not a most embarrassing moment. There's many embarrassing moments because, you know, I'm human and I accept that. So I love my embarrassing moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not met any of those people that you asked for. <laughs> the and do I have is, music coming out? The question is, have they met you? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> and they have not. And if they have, they did not leave a lasting impression. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just Love kidding. It. And music, um, I actually have a song coming out. It's called Play the Track. Some girl says a diss track to, you know, the girls that I lip sync against. Work. But it's about... Um, some say. Some say. Because, it, you know, when you watch the episode, I always say when Ru- Mama Ru asks me, are you ready? I say, play the track. 
Oh, mm-hmm. word. Okay, so, you know, so play that's the what track. It is. All right, we got a little teaser <laughs> to the future. Thank you so much, Silky, for coming on. Thank you. Where can people find you? Find me on social media, everything Silky Ganache, S-I-L-K-Y, G-A-N-A-C-H-E. I worked really hard for two years to reclaim my time and my name on all my social medias. And you know what? Even if you want to bless a bitch, it's Silky Ganache Show, PayPal, Cash, Venmo, EBT. Yeah. I'm just playing. No, (laughs) why not? All of that, you know, it's all the same, you know, but like. That's one of the things I wanted to work Support on. Support the queen. We love you. Support the we dolls. We love you so much. And the the work has definitely paid off. And you've just been queerified. We love, love you. you. Oh, I've been queerified, <laughs> but I'm extra queerified <laughs> and fabulousified. Mm-hmm. That's not even a word, but I made it one. Love you. <laughs> yes. Love you. I love you. Thanks to our special guest, Silky Ganache. And thanks so much for listening. You can follow me, Gigi, at Gigi Gorgeous, and Mark at Mark Maverick. As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Love you guys. See you in the next one. 